The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Today, we're talking to Ara Katz, who is the co-founder and CEO of Seed Probiotic, which is a probiotic Kaylee and I both love and I've been recommending for years. And we are talking all about probiotics in adults and kids. And it is a conversation that will leave you feeling so much more empowered over probiotics for your whole family. And if you enjoy the episode, don't forget to like and leave us a review. You are our village. We're such huge fans of yours and Seed. Well, thank you. I was saying that, Jessica, you guys get to speak to a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of things come across your radar. So it means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I think I work with a lot of clients and I'd say probably the biggest piece that's missing kind of across the board is optimal gut health and getting probiotics, prebiotics, and really just thinking about our gut health as something that's important for us to focus on. And I am obsessed with seed. It is my go-to probiotic and prebiotic that I recommend. So we are so excited to talk all about it today. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys know, but I don't know when this will air, but tomorrow morning we launch our pediatric product. So it's very timely to be speaking to you. Very timely. And we are so excited to learn all about it. To start us off, I'm curious, when did you start Seed? Why did you start it? I saw something that it was when you were breastfeeding, but I'd love to hear that story. Yeah. I mean, when, why, how, I'll try and do the very short version, which is, uh, it's actually interesting kind of speaking to you guys here today because I'm 38 weeks pregnant. If my water breaks, while we're all <laughs> recording, that would make for a very memorable podcast. Definitely. But it is a very full circle from how we got started with Seed, which is prior to Seed, you know, there were a lot of things that I think, you know, lead us on our path to where it certainly like start in 2016, but certainly like a lifelong love of health and biology and science and nerdiness, but really spending most of my career in like tech and media really led me to just... I think at a certain point I had a miscarriage and had resigned from my previous tech company. And I think it was a really good moment to just think about what was viable. I think you do have these like moments in life where you think about what do you want to do with yourself? (laughs) How do you want to make an impact? What do you want to do every day? What will be fulfilling, not just to like out in the world, but to you personally. And I think seed in a lot of ways, me and my co-founder, I met my co-founder when I got pregnant very shortly after my miscarriage. And we, we are both, wildly different, come from super different backgrounds in terms of him from much more traditional scientific world and myself, obviously out of this weird mishmash of like science, tech design, media and storytelling. And so we both, I think, came to the microbiome through very different ways. For me, it was already just because I was always, I'm like the early adopter who's like always reading and nerdy about things early. But for him, it was really through some like early mouse studies in 2000, even back to 2006, where there were really clear signals from some early research that were like, this is a field that is going to become incredibly meaningful to like how we understand biology, pathology, how we think about health. But when I was pregnant, and you guys probably, I'm sure, resonate with this, which is 
there's no shortage of good and bad information and unsolicited and solicited advice <laughs> that comes to you when you're pregnant. And as somebody who's just been a lifelong like skeptic and question asker, I just was like very curious where all these ideas came from, even from like people who are very accredited, licensed <laughs> practitioners, doctors, etc. The more I started to understand about the microbiome, the more I realized that a lot of the guidance and truths and things we've just long held to just pass on and just kind of believe without questioning were really being questioned by a lot of the understanding that we were gaining through microbes and what the roles that they have in our body, our life, having children, prenatally, postnatally, breastfeeding, breast milk, the role of all of it. And then of course, how much the way we're living today and the choices we make has impacted that and why we're dealing with the things we're dealing today in health. And I think that I just felt that before even thinking about probiotics, it was just microbes and the microbiome to me, what really brought us together and what solidified. We knew we were going to start a company and we knew what we wanted to do. And then I think concurrently, there was this opportunity to look at, well, how do you apply microbes to really change and impact not just human, but also environmental health. And so we started with DSO-1, which is the product, Jessica, that you were talking about, which was our first innovation. It was a symbiotic. It was a combination of probiotics and prebiotics for adults. And then very quickly, our environmental division, Seed Labs, started to fulfill the more environmental side of our mission, which was looking at probiotics for honeybees, more recently things like areas like coral reefs, and then of course tomorrow morning, which will be in the past probably by the time this goes live, but we will launch our first symbiotic for the next generation for kids. Okay, that is so cool. Also the bees, I have to hear more about that. But first, I mean, I personally just want to ask just for my own personal sake, but also probably listeners are wondering this too. If you could just explain what exactly is a prebiotic and a probiotic and why do we have them both together or do we have them both together? I was literally wondering this the other day. I was like, should I get a prebiotic? I have a probiotic. I have seed, of course. <laughs> and then maybe it is together and I don't even know that. Yeah. But I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So the time of this episode could not be more perfect. And I just want to know more about it. So what a probiotic is in terms of the scientific definition is a live microorganism, and I'll kind of give you the full thing, and then we can just kind of break it down a little. So it's a live microorganism, which when administered in an adequate amount, confers a health benefit to the host. And all that means is live microbe. Traditionally in probiotics today, it's mostly bacteria. I think in the future, we'll see other microbes explored, but for the most part, it's bacteria. Live means that you're able to demonstrate that you're delivering a live organism the ones that you take or even ours are what you call lyophilized. So they're kind of in this like suspended freeze-dried state. So the minute that they hit hydration or they're taken into the body, they're alive. When administered in an adequate amounts, the adequate amounts is really the dosage that is derived from doing human clinical research so that you can say at this exact dosage, we can say that it created this specific impact or health benefit on the host, which is like a measurable endpoint, not like just generally makes your digestion better. <laughs> like there's very specific things that need to be qualified as like a measured endpoint to say that it has a quote unquote benefit on the host. And that's really what a probiotic is. So it's like the live microbe, it's in the right dose that was arrived at through clinical research to have a very specific benefit. And so different strains have different benefits. 
and different dosages obviously could have very different efficacy. And there's a lot of loopholes that people go through to be able to say things and then not have like the right dose, not even have the right strain very often. And then on the prebiotic side, which is what you're asking about, that's totally different, which is a prebiotic is a compound or a substrate that bacteria or microbes, I should say, could use in two different ways. One is that it could be used and selectively used by very specific organisms. So fiber, for example, not all fiber necessarily qualifies as a prebiotic, but a prebiotic fiber would qualify as a prebiotic if it's been demonstrated to selectively be able to do either one of two things with microbes. One is help them grow. Simply think of it as fertilizer or just food for good bacteria, beneficial microbes to literally proliferate and grow. So like, just think of it as fertilizer or food. The second thing, which is a little more nuanced, which is actually the way that the daily symbiotic prebiotic works is it's a compound that your microbes use. They break it down, they metabolize it to make other beneficial compounds that your body needs that are really important for your health. So for example, microbes could break down very specific prebiotics to make something called butyrate or short chain fatty acids, if you've ever heard of those. And so they could make short chain fatty acids from these prebiotics. And then those short chain fatty acids, butyrate is a great example. That's like a fuel source for your cells that line your gut wall. So there's like this beautiful kind of circularity to why prebiotics are really important. I don't want to get too technical beyond that, but just help to understand that a symbiotic is a combination of probiotics and prebiotics. It can work in two different ways. Probiotics are the live microbes that have a real specificity to like what you're taking them for. It's not just like, I like books, <laughs> like I like food, which is kind of how people talk about probiotics today because of where the field started. But there's a lot of specificity. And then the prebiotic, as I said, works in two ways. It's food for the microbes or it's a compound they use to make other beneficial things for your body. Are you ready to have the best night's sleep ever? Well, listen up because I am so excited to tell you about Cozy Earth. From luxurious bedding to loungewear, you guys, Cozy Earth has everything you need for the most comfortable sleep, which really every mom deserves. Made from soft and sustainable viscose from bamboo fabrics, Cozy Earth is softer than cotton and it's temperature regulating, and it keeps you cool and comfortable all night long. I am obsessed with their entire collection. I don't know how I just found it. Their pajama sets are my go-to gifts now. Seriously, once you feel the material, you will know you found a complete game changer. And the temperature regulation is fantastic. No more overheating in your sheets. And Josh literally said to me the other morning, how did we just discover these? They're amazing. If you're still not convinced, Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorite list for over four years in a row, which makes it pretty great. What we love even more is that Cozy Earth is made with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. They even have a 10-year warranty on all their products, plus they offer a 100-night sleep test, which means you can try it out for 100 nights, and if you don't absolutely love it, you can send it back for a full refund. Ready to treat yourself? Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for Meaningful Living listeners today. Take 35% off site-wide when you use Code Living. That's 35% off site-wide with Code Living. You guys need to try Cozy Earth. You will love it. Now let's get back to our conversation. 
Well, hello. I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Should I be taking both? And like, how do I know which one I need? Or how do I know if I need both? How does that work? You know, need is such a funny word in human health, right? Like it's it's all along the same lines of like, there's so much nuance. I think, I think we at Seed and we, we often get criticized for being terrible salespeople for this reason, which is that need is a really strong word, right? Like the real question to kind of throw back to somebody is, well, what are you looking for? What benefits are you looking for? And what are you trying to achieve? You would not walk into the headache aisle if you had indigestion in a pharmacy. So I think the bigger question is for what? And then once you understand for what and knowing that it's a very specific, at least with probiotics, it's a lot of specificity, right? Like if you are having trouble pooping, there's no reason to take a strain that's been showed to dampen the inflammatory response related to like seasonal allergy molecules. Like that just doesn't make any sense, but they're both probiotics. So it really first is what are you looking to achieve With regards to prebiotics, it's a little more challenging because most of them are fiber-based and fiber is one of the things, key elements that are missing from diet often, particularly in the U.S. and in more Western diets. And so prebiotics are interesting because, of course, that can be gained much more easily through diet. And I think from a seed perspective and the way we talk about things, like if you were, and of course, for a lot of people where affordability and accessibility are issues, and someone had to choose between taking our product or eating a very heavily diverse plant-based diet, we would say do that all day because we know that the impact of that on the microbiome is profound and incredibly important. That's great. So let's break it down a little bit more. So simply, I think a lot of people hear these words like good bacteria versus bad bacteria. Simply kind of what does this mean in our gut health? We don't love the phrase good bacteria and bad bacteria because in microbiology, it's very nuanced under some circumstances, probably like many of us uh, humans, like in certain circumstances, they're not great (laughs) and circumstances they're good. But for the most part, in the very reductive way, they're certainly, I guess, and particularly coming out of the last two years, I think it's very clear that there's under 1% of all microbes are bad or pathogenic. Of course, for like maybe almost two centuries, we've operated from this very antimicrobial mindset, of course, because we only knew pathogens as the source of communicable diseases, right? We only knew them when we didn't have good sanitation, when we didn't know that washing our hands before surgery was going to be so impactful and save so many lives. So we have this and we have a really like obsessive history probably grounded in like all kinds of religious and puritanical ideas about like dirtiness and clean, you know, and hygiene and what it means to live without germs for a long time we mistakenly equated that with health and of course now we know that our obsession with all of that antimicrobial everything 
has also been highly correlated with particularly the use of antibiotics, of course, and the overuse of antibiotics been correlated with the rise of non-communicable diseases like asthma, allergies, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, these things that we actually now die of more than the communicable diseases, COVID, you know, notwithstanding. And so it's like we have a very interesting relationship <laughs> with microbes and what we've done to them and what we've done to like not to them, but actually ironically to ourselves as a result. And so the interesting part of the good versus bad is that in our efforts to get rid of that very small percentage that were bad, because of course we didn't have the technology and tools to know that so many more of them were good and or what they call kind of neutral, we actually eradicated some very important species and kind of what we've done to the climate and to the environment we've done to ourselves in the ecosystems that live in and on us. And so the good and the bad, I mean, I think that's kind of like the historical context for it. So I think the good are, of course, the ones that just to be very reductive, again, it's like ugh, in science, it's a little more nuanced, but just to be super reductive, the good are, of course, the ones that perform all kinds of functions, starting from early childhood all the way through adulthood, most notably and like known and certainly most research today, the role they play in our GI health, our digestive health, and of course, the role they play in shaping our immune system. But then beyond that, like probably while we're recording this podcast, there'll be 20 papers that come out explaining like more about like the gut liver access and the role that microbes play in regulating certain aspects of cholesterol, the gut lung access and understanding the role they play in respiratory health, the gut brain access and understanding the role they play in everything from like knowing when you're full to like mood, anxiety, and autism, <laughs> you know? And, and then of course that's before you go into like the microbes on your skin and the role that they play in your immune system, as well as whether or not you're gonna develop certain types of acne and whether or not you're gonna have psoriasis or atopic dermatitis. And then of course you go into women's health and fertility and reproductive and urogenital health. And you're like, well, the microbes in the vagina are pretty important. <laughs> they play a huge role in women's health. And that's obviously a field that's just getting started. And so. Those are the microbes that are actually, they co-evolved with us to live in these different ecosystems of our body and they perform incredibly important functions, most often ones that our human cells and our human parts cannot do. And so there, of course, there are bad actors, but for the most part, I think it's really a good idea to think about them as an ecosystem that needs to be nurtured. And to your point at the beginning of the podcast, thought about as you make decisions and choices, whether it's for your kids, for yourself, for your vagina. <laughs> I wish I would have learned more about gut health and the importance of it years ago, even like even in high school, right before college. I, I got to college and every sickness I got, I would take an antibiotic and it was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to take an antibiotic. And now looking back, I'm like, no wonder I was sick all the time. My poor immune system. And I'm still learning about gut health. I feel like I barely know much about it, but I know enough to be like, I want to know more. As any mom can tell you, diaper changes are part of our daily lives. I spend a lot of time, I mean a lot of time, changing diapers, thinking about diapers, checking on diapers, you name it. Which is why we are so excited to partner with Pampers. Your baby's skin is so delicate and you want to make sure you're protecting it by keeping it dry and healthy. Well, I cannot recommend Pampers Swathers enough. They're absorbent even for overnight wear. 
Yay for no middle of the night leaks, which is so key. I mean, we all want one less mess and more sleep. And with their amazing absorbency, Pamper Swaddlers wick away wetness and mess to help protect your baby's skin and keep your little ones feeling dry and happy. Keeping your baby's skin healthy requires a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet and Pampers gives you that trusted protection. Pampers Swaddlers have been a game changer for us. The absorbency means healthy skin and less diapers overall, which is just a win-win. Once you try them, you'll see why Pampers are the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Whether you're a mom of three or a mom-to-be, you'll love how Pampers keeps your baby or toddler dry and comfortable. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diaper and wipes purchase. You will love them. It's so hard to dress for in-between seasons. It's cold in the morning and hot in the afternoon. When every day is different and the weather can change at any moment, it can feel next to impossible to find the perfect spring outfit. Well, luckily, Faraday makes it way easier. They make the perfect clothes for all seasons. Faraday is a family-run brand that makes high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. It's that kind of effortless style you're drawn to every time you go to your closet. You know that piece that feels like you've had it for years but fits so well that it feels like it was made only yesterday and fits just for you? Well, that's Faraday. We have been living in these pieces. They're just so classic and full of styles that work for any occasion. They have an amazing fit with many options to choose from, but all combine effortlessly into the easiest outfits. And the quality is amazing. Faraday is so confident in their quality that they have a lifetime guarantee. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. And right now, Faraday is giving all Meaningful Living listeners 20% off. Yes, 20% off. Head to FaradayBrand.com slash living and use code living at checkout to snag 20% off all your new spring staples. That's code living at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash living for 20% off. FaradayBrand.com slash living. Now let's get back to our conversation. So, I mean, we have to talk about the kids' probiotic because I think a lot of parents maybe for the first time ever think about probiotics when they have a kid, especially when you have a baby and your baby's gassy and all of that stuff is very normal in infancy. But I think it's the first time that we actually realize that there's this correlation between our gut and how we actually feel. And so I'm really excited to hear about this new probiotic you guys have for kids. Yeah. I mean, the infant world, I mean, just to spend a second on that, just because like, I think a lot of people don't know, and if it's okay, I can kind of talk about where your kid's microbiome comes from, just because like, that's important for for people to know. It's a really nice plug for the reason we're named seed (laughs) too, which is seeding is the biological process by which an infant is first exposed to microbes. In science for a long time, they thought the womb was sterile. But they now know that the prenatal experience of and, and maternal microbiome plays a huge role in shaping some of that early development. But not still true is that the mother load, so to speak, of first microbes, like the bathing, really where like that big microbial exposure happens is at birth. And that happens whether it's a C-section or a vaginal birth. And then from there, breastfeeding or whatever source of nutrition, formula included, plus environment, skin microbes from the mother, from the father, from partners, 
from environment, from your dog, from the home, and all kinds of other factors begin to shape and train these microbes that start to populate the GI tract and, of course, form like the foundation of your immune system. And, of course, in these early years is when these microbes are getting trained. It's kind of like training wheels, like they're learning friend or foe, friend or foe, friend or foe, whether it's for food, whether it's for seasonal allergy molecules. And so that kind of blueprint gets for the microbiome for a child gets laid in the first three to five years until they reach what's called a steady state microbiome. And you are right that early in life, there's a lot of research that's been done and infant health is a huge part of microbiome research because those early formative developmental windows of the microbiome can inform your entire health journey for life. So like tons of courses of antibiotics or exposures to certain environmental conditions. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen in those early windows that can really then your blueprint or your steady state microbiome is not, you're not on like a good foundation, so to speak. And so of course you're moving into years of your life where it's not developing the way it was, but you're exposed to a world that actually it's mistrained for, which is of course where you now are seeing the rise of like extraordinary amounts of like child asthma and food allergies as an example. And so for infants, you're right that there's like very specific strains studied for very specific endpoints like colic, acid reflux, a lot of the things you see, those little like GI conditions that you can kind of see, even some of the skin stuff you see with babies. There's definitely some very specific strains that have good research behind them for that. Antibiotic associated diarrhea for kids too. And then the other area that I think is the most fascinating is, is formula. Because of course, for women who are unable to or choose not to breastfeed, breast milk being really interesting in that about a third of the carbohydrates in breast milk are not even for the human part of the baby. They are not even digestible by the human part of the baby. They are only food for the microbes that are developing in the gut. That was, if you remember, I was talking about that fertilizer. So like a third of the carbohydrates, if you just think about how evolution, how we evolved, like how that food source evolved not just for your human parts, but actually for this like long evolutionary journey we've had with these microbes that we need to nurture so that they can kind of flourish. And so a lot of the formulas that are being developed today are adding probiotics, but they're also adding those carbohydrates, those prebiotics, those HMO, what they're called HMOs, these like long chain carbohydrates that are called human milk oligosaccharides that are found in breast milk. Now a lot of research is going into how you synthesize those and add them to formula so that it can better emulate the support for the microbiome, which is really interesting. And so where we come in, because our pediatric daily symbiotic, which is called PDSO8, is really for children. It's been studied actually in pediatric populations from like three to 17. So it's quite a wide range. But where we come in is kind of after that phase where we were looking at like very, very specific endpoints and outcomes that were both really clear when it comes to just pooping, because the truth is, is that, and I, and this, by the way, this stat actually staggers me all the time too, which is that 30% of children struggle with constipation related GI distress, 30%. That's, I mean, if you just think about that, it has a lot to do with diet, it has a lot to do with other things, other factors of like our modern lifestyle. But I think just that was, re, we grounded first into this place of, well, how could we at least make sure that we can make an impact first in this area of digestive health. Because you can imagine how challenging that is for children. I mean, forget 
just the GI distress alone, like it creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of control issues. And of course, a lot of issues for parents and family systems. So that was one of the places we started. And then we started looking at really interesting endpoints, like going out and like zooming out a little, like the gut immune function and the role of how you could support the immune system with very specific strains and immune function, but then really interesting. And actually, I think first of its kind uh, strains that look at respiratory health. So the two strains that are actually in the PDSO8 product also support a healthy response to seasonal allergy molecules. So looking at that gut lung access again and, and respiratory health and saying, okay, well, not just in, but also beyond the gut, how can you make an impact? And then of course, also some areas of dermatological health, which again, like looking at the, the health of that gut skin access and how there are strains that actually support that healthy function too. And so we kind of designed it to be, it's almost like that multivitamin of probiotics for a child. And then the prebiotic, different from our, our adult product, includes five grams of fiber because children have a lot of trouble getting the daily recommended amount of fiber, um, which is part of the contribution to some of the constipation. But also really interesting that it's a mix of both short chain and long chain fibers, which simply means that the short chain ones are more easily accessed and beneficial to the microbes at the top of the GI tract. And then the longer ones, which take longer to dissolve, are beneficial as they move through the GI tract in the lower part of the GI tract through the colon. And so it's a mixed chain prebiotic, so it's short and long chain fibers, but together they make up the six grams of prebiotic, but five grams of that six grams is fiber. And uh, obviously it was our way of also helping to kind of bridge that fiber gap that you see in a child's diet today. And we're really proud of the research we've done. We have a big paper coming out. We're incredibly enthused by some of the strain-specific data that we got to collaborate on and it launches tomorrow. We'll be, I will be out by the time this comes out. So happy to answer any other questions. So exciting. What are the ages that they can start taking those? The age range for our PDSO8 product is 3 to 17. So the strains have been proven to have safety and tolerability in that wide of an age range. All right. We're going to need to get them for Bryce and Liv and almost Luca, right? Yeah, Luca's almost there. Almost there. Well, Ara, this is... So fantastic. For anyone that doesn't know where to get seed, where can they get it? Where do they buy it? Sure. One place, seed.com. <laughs> Great. And their packaging is so beautiful, everybody. Like yeah. it comes in this gorgeous green glass. I mean, the adult one. And then for obviously environmental purposes, you send refills and then you just keep refilling your glass bottle. And then there's a sweet little travel kit. It's fabulous. Yeah, actually, the pediatric one is this beautiful aluminum container that sits on your countertop, but actually the lid is a tracker for a day tracker. So a lot of parents, of course, are like, did I give this to my child yesterday? <laughs> I don't remember. That's uh, genius. So we, yeah, so we built in, I'm actually patenting it, yeah. We built in a tracker into the actual container itself. And so you, every time you take it, you can just put it to the day so you remember if you gave it to your child yesterday or the day before. So we're really excited and hopefully you will find it just as beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure I will. And I need that for my own self. <laughs> yeah. And we've already had requests for how to incorporate it into the adult version because everyone's like, I also don't remember if I gave myself something. So <laughs> that'll be nice. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so good to see you again and reconnect. And it's really cool to see all of this come full circle. I mean, when we met in California four or five years ago, you guys were about to launch it. You hadn't even launched it. And so it's been really cool to watch. I mean, all of my friends use Seed and they're like, oh, this is the best product ever. And I, I feel like one of those like insider people where I'm like, oh, I knew, I knew about it before. <laughs> That's right. You knew us when. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. We, oh, it's not proud for, of you. Not for any shortness of trying to do the right thing and make something that's really impactful. So thank you for recognizing that. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 866-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. 